what is going on everybody this is episode 16 of unload the bar and i am your host david espinoza i hope you guys had a fun and safe holidays and i hope you guys had a fun and safe new year's and i hope that your 2019 is good so far mine isn't i've been battling this fever for the last two days uh i'm dehydrated i have the trots and the yachts i have uh mocos running on all over my beard i have 102 fever and i uh, i feel like shit okay so i'm gonna try to get this through uh as fast as possible but uh this is an episode where i bring uh, a trainer out there and i ask him questions that i frequently get from the average gym goer and um, the trainer that i bring along is my buddy my pal james dawes james dawes is a power lifter he's a trainer he's been in the military for many many years deployed five times and he's managed gyms uh so the guy knows what he's talking about he has experience but uh for the first 30 minutes we go ahead and we talk about uh the the music that we listen to the kind of music that uh he puts on for his clients our love for hip-hop how he trains talks about uh how he started in powerlifting, his motivations uh and after that we get to the nitty-gritty i ask him about when you should start bulking and when you should start cutting how to figure out your macronutrients thoughts on keto and what strength programs are good to follow if somebody is looking to make those strength gains so he goes into detail uh in in his answers uh there were great answers it was informative so it was a fun conversation with james and i'll leave a link in the show notes so you guys can go ahead and check out his instagram and i'll also leave links in the show notes for our socials facebook twitter instagram all under the same name unload the bar or shoot us an email unload the bar at gmail.com send us questions feedback all is welcome and then you guys can subscribe to the show rate it review it and share it so without further ado here's my boy james dawes yes lifting for this, lift- this is a lifting uh <laughs> podcast all right for lifting um i guess uh i don't know i flip on pandora and the rap strength station mm. and it just keeps a steady flow of like what know, kind of rap uh like Eminem. Okay. Um, is he like your favorite rapper? Uh, Who's your favorite rapper? Oh, favorite rapper is gonna yeah. be Nas. Oh boy. Yeah. So then, so I, so I can get like a nice little mic check right here. See, just to check if the levels are good. Give me your favorite uh, Nas verse. Uh oh. <laughs> um, let's see. You if have I one? ruled the world. Imagine that. 
There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, shit. A lot of people, I'll ask people that, that yeah. question, so I can get the, a nice little level. And uh, I'll put them on the spot, and then they can't figure out their favorite. Not one lyric from any of the songs from their favorite rapper. It's hard to come up with something on the spot. But that's the yeah. thing, though. But it's weird, though, right? Because. Mm-hmm. Because as soon as the beat drops, you know the fucking lyric. You know the hooks. You know the verse. You know how everything goes. But if I put you on the spot... No, it's like reading a paper or something. (laughs) And then you don't have the flow or anything. You don't have the flow "Mm -hmm." or any of that shit. And that's I'm a huge hip-hop fan. Mm -hmm. And I love, you know, all kinds of hip-hop. And I know lyrics and hooks and beats and all that stuff but if you told me right now hey so repeat repeat a jay-z verse is right that now. your favorite yeah well, i mean i don't really have like a number one favorite they're kind of like you know how they tell you like hey uh it's, it's like asking uh who's mm-hmm. my favorite kid you know there's so many like jay-z nas biggie uh like the people right now like kendrick lamar i like drake j cole uh, so who is your favorite kid? Oh, <laughs> I know. See, that's the thing. There's just so many. It's just, but but I mean, probably I guess what I would say top three would be Jay Z, shit, probably Eminem, and man, there's so many though too. And that that third spot, it's like flip flop around. Uh-oh. Like I love Mob Deep. I love. So you're an East Coast nice. guy. Yes, Wu-Tang. Yeah. So yeah. that's the thing, though, too. Is like everybody, all my friends will make fun of me because uh, I love, I, I loved East Coast hip-hop music. I never was, I love some West Coast, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Dre, Snoop, Cube. Yeah. But everybody else, it's just like, it was garbage to me. Well, you're talking different now. Almost you're talking about lyricists versus mm-hmm. rappers. There you go. Yeah. I was more into lyrics. Yeah. Lyricists. So I was more into the lyrics and I was more into the beats because I grew up loving sounds. A little bit grew, uh, growing up, growing up uh, listening to, to, to the beats. And that's what I was like really into to the point that I started making my own beats growing up. I had the software, I had the piano, the, the, the sounds, the samples, and I would start making beats in my room. I love that shit. But yeah, I was definitely more into the beats, the lyrics, all that stuff. The West Coast, it's way more of a chill vibe. Uh, it's more of a... It's more of a Saturday afternoon flow. You know? Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much like that. So, I mean, I can get down with it if it was just like a certain... If I was in a certain type of mood, certain type of an environment. Like, if I was at a barbecue, we'll put on some fucking, I don't know, some Snoop Dogg or some Ice Cube or something like that. Maybe some... Uh, Dre's to Chronic. Yeah. yeah, some shit like that. But, uh, but like, everyday, just life, everyday issues, just... Especially in the gym. Dude, I'm cranking up Mob Deep, M.O.P., Jay-Z, Nas. Kendrick is West Coast, but, I mean, his style is, I don't know. It's, 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 I think it's, it's, 
it's so different from that type of style that I can get down with it, you know? Yeah, it's, nope. it's a unique style. Yeah, no pun intended, but sometimes you just have to lose yourself in the music. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look at you. <laughs> but, but yeah, just, just I don't know. Yeah, I was, my friends would be like, hey, you're from the West Coast. Why do you like East Coast shit? Because he said, yeah. Wu-Tang ain't nothing to fuck with. Well, there yeah. you go. And that was probably, you know what? Wu-Tang was my f- Probably my first East Coast act mm-hmm. that I've ever listened to. I was at my friend's house. I remember the first day that I listened to my I had it was at my friend's house, and he was like, "Hey, you need to check these guys out." And I'm like, "Who are they?" Something to play. Uh, it's a group called Wu Tang, and they have like eight or nine dudes in that shit. That everybody's just going hard on it. And I'm like, "All right," and he popped in cream for me. Uh-oh. That was the first. And I was like, and like I said, I was I was a like uh, I was more of a beat guy. I, I love beats, so I, I'm a huge fan of producers. So uh, uh, he put that shit on. I was like, and I heard that piano. I was like, holy shit! So favorite Wu Tang song? Oh man, there you go. Yep. Well, we, just, we were just talking about yeah. it, the kids thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> we're narrowing it down now. <laughs> but probably the whole entire into the Wu Tang. Okay. Uh, Thirty six chambers. That was probably like the whole. You can't really go wrong with. So you any don't of those you songs. don't skip a song then. You just let it roll. Pretty through. much. There's maybe like one or two that in there, but that I can top them in top of my head. I can pretty much go through the whole entire album. Now, when their second album, um, wow, wow, Wu Tang Forever, mm-hmm. that's a little bit more different. But pretty much every single song on that shit was just banger after banger after yep. banger after banger. But yeah, Wu Tang is just my thing. See, yeah, I like I like Wu Tang too, man. So the, my favorite Wu Tang song of all time would be Triumph. Ah, Triumph's hands down my favorite and one. And that's a thing though yep. too. Fucking just the beat is just ridiculous because it it goes it goes into it the the beat changes like the melody yep. and the 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 and every time the chorus hits they. They bring it back up, mm-hmm. and then they bring it back down. Chorus hits, and then they bring mm-hmm. it back up. Yeah, so like the like the sounds, they they go with the environment of the of the lyrics, mm-hmm. and it's just it's just so well put together. And I, I was just such a big fan of how they can do that to where they slow things down, they pick things right back up, and they start adding more sounds to this certain part, and they drop and they take away sounds from other parts, and just and I guess it just depends on the rapper that's. Mm-hmm on the track at that time but just i love that like their production so like rizza was like one of my favorite producers yep. you know just like their tracks and their samples and i love uh old style kung fu movies mm-hmm. so when i would watch kung fu like old yep. 60 70 kung fu movies and i hear uh, the sample, yeah, yeah, they hear, they take, and I'm like, oh shit, that's the sample that they yeah. use on, you know, so and so track or whatever, whatever. But yeah, man, I just, I love that shit, dude. But do you put any of that kind of music when you're training uh, any of your clients? Yeah, so pretty much when I train the clients, though, I let them pick out mm-hmm. for the most part. Unless they say they don't care, then I put something on, and if yeah. they care, they'll let me know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Wait, so, so what's your go-to? 
So for people that don't know, uh, 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 James is a uh, is a trader. He has his own business. He's uh, he's managed other gyms out there, and now he's doing his own thing. And w- with your clients, you uh, if they ask, if they tell you, hey, put whatever on. What's like your go-to thing that you put? Yeah. So on I there? found. Um well, as a trainer, you got it. You got to have a strong playlist. Okay. Okay. Off the bat, or you got to purchase a service. Which okay. I I purchase Pandora. It's just user friendly, easy for me, just to click a station, depending on where they're from, who they are. You know, maybe you ju- would I put Wu Tang on for a seven year old lady? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> no, but no. <laughs> you might get lucky and find the who one. Who knows? That you, yeah. Who knows? So. Um, so if it's an older client, I'll try to jive to their beat, maybe put on some some rock or something from the mm-hmm. 70s. But um, for a lot of my uh, 30, 20, 30-year-old 30 clients, I'll, I'll flip on um, Pandora has a 50-cent radio, which has Wu-Tang, Mob Deep, 50-cent, Jay-Z, pretty much everything from the East Coast that you could yeah. want. So it's pretty easy. Click it. Um, and I'll just let that play. Uh, for myself, though, uh, I put on, like I said, that rap strength radio because it has a little bit more, I guess, deeper, darker okay. side of things. You know, where the lyrics get eh, not everybody's into and might talk. Like who? What kind of artist? Yeah, know? so, you know, you, you have your Eminem on there. Um, you have your Brother Lynch on there. Oh, my yeah. goodness, Brother so, Lynch. Some things that he talk, talks about, like, yeah, eating babies yeah, and shit. Yeah, <laughs> some things that might make you, um, yeah, f- for uh, oh you probably don't know but i i've had five deployments overseas and oh shit yeah man. so thank uh, you by the way oh for, yeah, uh, yeah well thanks for paying your taxes man oh yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, yeah. <laughs> hey but uh yeah so sometimes you just need that music that makes you get into some some really deep dark parts of your mind mm. to overtake the workout and yeah, that's, yeah. Where, that's where you get some of your best workouts at for sure and 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 that's true what you say because uh, for people that don't know, he's a strength athlete, and I've seen some of your videos that you that you post on uh, on your gram, and like, man, dude, you lift some some crazy heavy weight shit for. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Yeah, no, yeah. but no, seriously, it's like, um, uh, for the amount of weight, and I seen the one one clip where, um, uh, I think it was a competition where. Uh, it was crazy looking, and the whole environment it was it, like it was dark, and there was like a spotlight on you. Oh yeah, that was pretty. That was one of my more favorite uh, competitions. And I think there was like spikes coming out of the fucking plates. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh, like, where yeah, is this? Yeah. Where's his hand? Is this the fucking pterodome or what? Yeah, it it's looks, just like yeah. like holy shit. And I and then yeah, there's, there's there was a guy there. Uh, I guess he was counting your reps, or he was making sure that you made it to completion. Yeah, he was checking the reps and counting them at the yeah. same time. And then, and um, but you were just banging them off the floor and picking them right back up and banging on the floor and picking them back up, and you were just shaking. But and there was a point, I think it was the last rep, I think it was, where uh, uh, you started like just convulsing and and then just and your body just started shaking. You know, I'm like, holy shit, is this guy gonna really do it? And he <laughs> completes the fucking uh, the 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 rep. I'm like, holy shit, dude. But it's it was I was like holy crap dude this guy lives some heavy ass shit yeah man sometimes I don't even think I'm gonna lift that stuff mm-hmm. when I do and sometimes I probably shouldn't but um, <laughs> 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 but uh, 
Yeah, you just got to dig down and find something to motivate you. And that mm-hmm. that motivation's different for every single person, which is kind of oh, yeah. cool when you're a trainer to figure out. You might have one person that's motivated by family, you know, from 9 to 10. And 10 to 11, you have someone totally different. Yeah. And you have to change up your mindset and really mm-hmm. get to know those people and figure out what's that deep, dark thing down inside of them that's going to motivate them. Motivate them, them yeah. yeah. And I mean, and, and I use something similar to that to where if I'm feeling fatigued and I have, I don't know if I can get these last few reps. What I do is I, I, I it's a, it's a method. It's, it's a, it's a way of thinking. I forgot what it's called, but you picture something in your mind that you know that you'll never ever go into reach it you know for sure you'll never ever get to reach it okay but you put yourself in a place to where if i get these reps i'll probably get there you get what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so and that has always worked for me even though maybe like the last two reps or the last rep is like shitty form it's just me getting there and me pushing myself and pushing my limit and although you shouldn't do that every day, no, it's I good. Don't do that. It's mm. good for an athlete, no matter if you're a bodybuilding athlete, a strength athlete, power, whatever you may be. Uh, kudos to you for competing in whatever you're doing and pushing hard. Mm-hmm. But if you're an athlete, you need those grinders oh, every for once sure, in a while. For you sure. need that added stress on your body. Mm-hmm. And that could be the difference between plateauing and pushing through for progress. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. And I see it every yeah. day in the gym. You see the same people every single day, and they're doing the same thing over and over every single day. Mm-hmm. And you know there's no intensity. Nope. There's no uh, drive. That, they're not pushing to their limit just because just by their 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 uh, uh, their body language and their the, facial expressions. Yeah, that's the definition of insanity. Doing the same thing yeah. every day, expecting different results. Mm-hmm. And they're always asking themselves, like, "How come I'm not changing? How come I'm not progressing?" Mm-hmm. And it's because of that. Like, I see you. I see you doing the same weights, and I see you just lifting like this. Mm-hmm. For people that can't see me, I'm just you know, and just just the same facial expression. For every single rep. Yep. And it's like, you know, you're not doing, you're not doing and, anything. And that's now. what I tell people. I tell people when they come into, whether it's my gym, whether it's somebody mm-hmm. else's gym, whether I see them, Hey, are you here to work out? Or are you here to train? And that's the difference yeah. in the mentalities. Am I here to work out and just go through some motions? Cause it's something to do. Yeah. Or am I here to train and to actually put in work? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, and then, so yeah. So like I said, I do that and I don't do it every single day, but there are those times where I'm just not feeling it or whether it's just like, man, I know I can do this, but I don't know if my body can do it. And so I put myself in that place and I'm able to, to, to push it through and it feels so fucking good to be able just to get out of your comfort zone and to push that next limit and push those boundaries and just, you know, just you doing that, it shows that even if it is an extra rep or two, you're showing that you're, you're making progress here, you know? Yeah. And then after after that hyperventilating or that oh, yeah. fatigue oh, or yeah, the that sweat. Lightheadedness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When it, once it all calms down uh-huh. and you realized, holy shit, I did it. Yeah. That feeling, that feeling is like nothing else you'll experience. Oh, absolutely, yeah. man. And it's just... I mean, that's the one. I, I don't want to say that I'm addicted to the gym. Maybe 
to a certain extent, maybe to a smaller There's level. There's definitely something worse to be addicted to. So yeah, yeah for uh, sure. Uh, and, and and you know what? The gym mm. can also be something that could uh, be pretty bad as well. But uh, um, it's it's fun to be able to push your body to that limit and to break those barriers and 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 see the progress and the gains and whatever you're you know whatever you're trying to do whether it's building muscle losing fat building strength whatever uh you know improving in your in your vertical jump whatever it is it was just as cheesy as it sounds i mean there's infinite potential inside your body i Mm. mean they say like you only we've only cracked the surface on what the human body can do and it's all theory but i mean it's true it's all theory and we don't know and every time that someone figures out something to go a little bit farther and a little bit faster and a little bit stronger then we start breaking that down be like oh look he could have took a left here instead of a right here yeah you know Mm -hmm. so So, i mean it's 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 incredible to see what the body can do and watching those videos of you you know pushing yourself through those limits you know it's just super impressive um and so what made you started to or what attracted you into that into that space into the the strength uh uh, style of training all right so um i guess about 2012 Mm. um during that time i was still in the military and i uh i was actually in a special operations unit and we actually had strength coaches there to teach us how to lift how to exercise and so on and so forth one of those guys, as cheesy as it sounds and as hard as it's knocked, was super into CrossFit. Okay. Yeah. And <laughs> for me... You, you're not a fan of CrossFit? Uh, no. So I started off doing CrossFit. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and it, was okay. just a, it was just an easy, free way to get some programming to, okay. s- to start in a journey of fitness, wherever that may be. That's going to take me. Mm-hmm. So I said, screw it. I got a guy here. He's a coach. And it's free programming. So why not do something? So I started doing that for a while, tracking my lifts, you know, the cleans and the jerks, the Olympic lifts, the back squats, some deadlifts, some small things like that. And I started tracking them and seeing them go up and then started playing around with my caloric intakes and started learning more. Mm-hmm. And that's when I really started getting into the books and the science behind things. And uh, after a few years, I've noticed that genetically, and genetics plays a huge role. For in sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, uh, that I was... I, I was only getting my aerobic capacity up so much, but my lifts were just increasing and increasing and increasing. I think I went from maybe 295 to a 405 deadlift in like nine months. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dude, holy and I, shit. I got super excited. And then I started figuring. And hey, this is what? And this is like the f- your first nine months of lifting? Too, or yeah, just the I mean, first nine you know, of, of you know, I I lifted a little bit in in high school, and you okay, know, we all did the little thing, and I would go to the gym, I do the bench press. I didn't. I waited until I was eighteen because I oh, heard yeah. that hey, you stop growing when you're eighteen years old. So I was oh, like, yeah. so I was like, hey, all right, it stunts your growth. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna wait until I'm eighteen years old, and then I'll start lifting. And then the same I stopped growing. When I was like fourteen <laughs> years old, so I could imagine where my body and my strength could be if I started when i was you know 14 15 years old yeah the same yeah, guys yeah. that told us that when we were kids same guys that said creatine or steroids right <laughs> <laughs> but it's fucking but i mean yeah that's the reason why i didn't but i mean yeah so you so yeah, you oh started yeah. seeing that yeah back to my progress yeah, yeah so, so that and, that and that's what 
at first that was like the 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 external thing that was motivating me just seeing the gains right yeah it's yeah yeah, yeah. sounds so was seeing yeah. the gains and then um so I was like super interested so I, I did a couple just small little local competitions and I was doing all right and then um and then I just started pick, every year I would just pick something that like I wanted to do so um that first year I did it I was like oh I'm gonna run a marathon mm-hmm. but I still want to be strong so I trained for a marathon a specific way I hardly ever ran I did lots and lots of volume in the okay, gym. okay yeah yeah um and then the next year, I said, uh, I want to deadlift 405. And that's kind of where that year continued on in that nine months, and I was able to hit 405. I was like, oh, yeah. cool, you know? And then I was like, well, I'm a small dude. I want to be able to back squat at least three plates. Okay. So um, that w- that came along pretty easily. And then after that, I was like, oh, maybe I should put all these together and do my first powerlifting competition. Mm-hmm. And that's why I did that. And that feeling of – coming outside of my shell in front of a large crowd and lifting mm-hmm. and you're vulnerable. I mean, you're trying to do a heavy lift. You have people judging you left and right. People taking yeah. pictures. Guys actually know what they're doing, looking at you. And, it, and for your first time it was, and then you're wearing a singlet that already yeah, makes you uncomfortable. A, you know? <laughs> yeah. You're the whole, just the spotlight is yeah. on you. All yeah. eyes are on you. Yeah. You're just, and, you, and yeah, you're probably competing with people that are you just, years of years and years of experience you know and it's just they're all watching you yeah and they're like oh, the new dude yeah, you know the fucking yeah, new dude. <laughs> yeah, here goes the new guy out there you know <laughs> and there's nothing to imagination you're out there in your singlet you're staring in front of everybody you know a hundred eyes are staring back at you and but once you did it even if you don't get first place the first time that doesn't matter but you got yeah. out there and you did it and you showed your vulnerability you got some humility Mm-hmm. And, and that's when it like clicked in my head, like, this is something that I could do the rest of my life. And I could be one of those OGs in the back that was super common collective. Yeah. Setting up big numbers. And then that's when I started getting addicted. And then after that, I guess it's been, uh, it's been, I'm going on about three years of actually competing routinely Yeah. every year now. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now it's becoming second nature, but, uh, to what you were saying earlier about what you envision you envision something that you may never get Mm -hmm. and that helps you get through so when i'm up on stage i look at even if she's not there my daughter Uh so that's what i envision my daughter and am i going to set example i know it's lifting weights and she may never be in the lifting weights i'm not going to push her but maybe you know I might set maybe a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I might set a few weights in a room. Uh, you know. you probably <laughs> should. <laughs> it's a crazy world yeah. out there, and it's just you, you feel more comfortable knowing that she could, you know, f- you know, squat two twenty five with with yeah. ease, and, and yeah, you know, she, so if she could bench press, you know, two hundred pounds, that means you can throw a grown man. You can throw a grown yeah. exactly. Yeah. So, so that might be a good. So thing. it's probably yeah. 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 But I picture my daughter and just getting out there, being vulnerable and actually excelling in something that you want to devote yourself to and that's what i picture and then doing it for her so she can see me so i could be the example Mm -hmm. and you know it's funny that you say that too because sometimes i picture my daughter as well uh uh, i'll just picture her you know cheering me on or just you know just you know uh just you know just just being there just watching me do it it's just Super fucking motivating. I know it's probably for the people that are listening to this shit. It's probably cheesy yeah. and, and it's a little corny, but I mean it's true though. It's true that sometimes 
I'll picture her just looking at me and staring at me mm-hmm. and me just not wanting to fail, you know, in front of her. Uh, and, and just, it helps me out. It's super fucking yeah, motivating. Those, those little beady eyes can be so motivating. Oh, dude. <laughs> oh, my God. Don't even start, dude. <laughs> fucking, ever since ever since my daughter was born, dude, i just been an emotional wreck. Anything will <laughs> fucking set me off, dude. Just anything. I'll just start fucking just crying. Just fucking just bawling out of nowhere. <laughs> just about, you know, the stupidest little shit. I'll be just watching TV, right? And then a uh, 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 commercial for St. Jude's. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you need to change this shit right now. Or like uh, oh, uh, man, the yeah. homeless animals that are out there. We're missing with one missing eye and <laughs> three legs walking around. I'm like, oh, you got to change this shit right now. It's just... Anything. Yeah, God forbid off. you watch a movie about a little kid getting hurt, dude. So I started. <laughs> we watched when I, I think what was that? I had to be like a year when Coco came out. Oh yeah. Oh mm-hmm. boy. So, Abuelita. <laughs> yeah. So, dude, we watched it in the theater, and I was I was lucky enough that nobody was there. It was just my uh, just me and my wife watching it, and just. Dude, the fucking tears just started <laughs> just coming down my face. I'm like, holy shit. And I can't stop. And I'm not letting my wife see me that I'm fucking crying. Yep. But yeah, but I've noticed ever since then, ever since she was born, I've been an emotional wreck. And I'm way more motivated on everything that I... that I that Yeah, because you find a way to challenge that. Yeah, you dude. It's, just su- it's super... It's weird, though. I don't know if I'm just... I don't know. It's because you know I'm, um, you know, I'm a you know I'm a dad, and you know, and I'm you know, and just trying to, to provide here, and I don't want to let my kids down. I don't know if it's uh, it's a sign of maturity, or you know, any of that shit. But yeah, dude, it's, it's just super I, weird. I think it's uh, it's just bringing balance. Mm-hmm. It brings balance into your life when you have yeah. when you have that, and when you're able to 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 understand your emotions better mm-hmm. it yeah since then i mean my my training in the gym was only x right mm-hmm. when uh before my daughter and before and then once uh, once she was born and then we we're around each other more and and i figured out what truly motivates me yeah yeah and that and that goes for anything i mean everybody has something that motivates them to that level and there's mm. nobody out there that can knock what motivates you whether you know if it's a materialistic thing then so be it. it's a materialistic thing if it's yeah. if it's your your children it's your children if it's something that you want to become then you want to become that and whatever motivates you to that level figure that out and use that use mm. it in all your training and then and you've used that not just uh, in your training but also in your business because uh, you're you're pretty successful as a trainer, as a personal trainer, and you have a mobile. It's kind of like a mobile gym, right? And you uh, you travel around the city, right? Yep. And you just uh, if anybody wants any kind of training, they can come up to you and uh, and go out and yeah, yeah, have so a good workout, right? So pretty much, you imagine. I mean, it's much nicer than this, but a U-Haul truck yeah. coming up to you, and then. This guy opens up his door and he has squat racks and bench presses and assault mm-hmm. bikes and all this crap inside. And he's like, hey, you, you want to work out? 
Uh-huh. And that's pretty much how I started before I had any clients with it. Uh-huh. Uh, I just put it together. We actually patented this idea um, so that maybe one day it'll take off. I don't know. That's yeah, yeah. a 10-year plan, but that's for another time. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we would go, my wife and I, who's also my business partner, uh, go to a parking lot like at um, a health food store, Whole Foods or something. I would pull up there. Uh, just so I don't get kicked out, I'd run inside and buy something, <laughs> you know, <laughs> keep the security off my back. Yeah. I would slide the back door open and I'd just start working out and people come to me and like, what's going on here? Like there was some event and I said, no, but do you want to learn how to do a deadlift really quick? Yeah. And I would just, you know, challenge people like, Hey, let's do a 95 pound deadlift to see if you could pick a box up off the floor. Yeah. You know, that's what that, you know, it's functional. See if you could pick up a box properly. And then they'd start telling me how, oh, well, I've heard not to pick with your back, with your knees. And then it would just go into a full-out conversation on just how to pick up this box. And before they knew it, they're like, I never really wanted to use a barbell before, but now I see the point of using it. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, you don't have to be some power lifter, but, well, in life, are you always going to have everything be in a perfect scenario? No, you're going to have to pick stuff off the plate. You want to pick up your kid and play with them. You want yeah, yeah. I mean, You just want to burn calories. Let me show you how weight training because um that was my first certification with strength and conditioning coach mm-hmm. and let me show you how weight training will impact your life that way yeah you know and then people's interests are get peaked and then yeah people don't get that and people don't uh, realize that uh you know we, we go out into the gym and you see us lifting you know you know deadlifting or squatting but we're doing movements that we use every single day yeah. of our lives like you said like if we're just you know we're on the ground and we got to squat back up whether it's a you know lifting a box you know like you said lifting you know picking up your kids um it's 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 pretty functional everything that we do mm-hmm. maybe not you know you know deadlifting 405 <laughs> off the floor but i mean but but every single movement that we do is functional and it's something that uh that that we use and, and it makes our daily lives a lot better pain free yep uh because i mean i've seen people you know get hurt just by picking up a box or you know getting the groceries off yeah. of the out of the trunk out of the car yeah, I mean, how know? many people out there have went down to tie their shoe and hurt their back oh yeah you know, for millions sure millions of people a year do it before i started lifting any kind of like heavy weights or doing deadlift squats or anything i pulled a muscle in my back from stretching you know just yeah just doing something small like that dude i was i was foam rolling i was foam rolling and i got up and then i heard something just on my back i'm like holy shit what the fuck was that and i couldn't get up yeah, if we don't see, that's what's so beautiful about training in a gym or a facility mm. is that now you're able to put your body through stressors, which it's mm. going to see stress every day, all day. But now you're able to put your body through stressors in a controlled environment around hopefully knowledgeable trainers and coaches yeah. that are able to put you in the right position to do these things. And then the carryover through the rest of your life is infinite. Oh, for sure, man. For sure. And that's why... I'll be doing deadlifts for the rest of my life, <laughs> squatting, benching, uh, overhead pressing, you know, all that shit. Because I know it's gonna wait, it's going to carry over into my daily life. I'm I'm, I'm not gonna be in pain, you know, you know, picking up a box, picking up my kids, you know. Um, I'm just gonna be living a healthier, 
a better life you know so but like i said even if you're not into the strength training you know even though if you don't want to do like the whole you know maxing out shit just implementing those exercises you know and doing basic movements yeah just basic movements because god knows by the time our kids grow up there definitely will be no pt no weight training i mean or PE or any of that stuff. I mean, it's already going yeah, away it's now. Already it's already happening now. Yeah, so, yeah. If, so if the adults now can figure this stuff out, maybe they can train their own children. Or mm-hmm. I mean, at least be healthy for your kids. Oh, for yeah. sure. Set man. a good example. That's why. And I always tell my wife this shit too. Is like, dude, I'm trying to be here as long as possible for my kids. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, uh, if I can live over a hundred years old, that's the goal. <laughs> well, I mean, there's that veteran <laughs> that just died the other day. Did you see that? Uh-uh. It was all over social media. I think he was like 114 years old, still smoking cigars and drinking malt liquor and living his life. Holy yeah, shit! Walking yeah. to go get the mail and coming back in. Was and he a gym goer? <laughs> no, I mean, probably not. He's <laughs> like a 40 year old. He spent like 40 years in the army and retired, and uh-huh. he's been retired since like the 60s or something. Holy Crazy. shit! Yeah, something ridiculous but i mean if he can do it then if you take care of yourself you should be able to do i mean genetics plays a role in everything (laughs) genetics plays a huge role just because that guy did it by fucking uh smoking cigars and drinking malt liquor i mean (laughs) mean, (laughs) that doesn't mean that you can go ahead and start doing that and expect to live at you know past 114 Mm. but uh james is here uh uh to a- I w- I'm going to ask him a few questions. This, uh, James has been a, a, an experienced uh, trainer, you know, helped out, you know, the bunch of people, has his own clients, has this, the, the managed gyms and and uh, and has this um, what, like mobile, like, well, you can call it like a mobile service, right? Yeah, it's a mobile gym. So. Like a mobile gym service. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I've seen pictures on it. You can probably go on his gram, on his Instagram uh, I'll probably leave a link in the in the show notes so you guys can go ahead and check that out. But, you know, he goes up and he helps out a bunch of people. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask him a few questions that a, a lot of people have been asking me about. And uh, they'll probably believe you more because I'm not a certified trainer. And they probably look at me as just like some, you know, average gym goer. Well, but but yeah, and, and that, I mean... It's 90% of its uh, theory. I mean, with, yeah, he- yeah. with health and fitness, 90% of everything's theory. I mean, take what you want, take small pieces out, and take enough of what people say and put together, you might have some type of reality. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, just uh, so I'm going to ask him a few of these questions that people ask me, and uh, and then we'll uh, give us the answers, then we'll, th- we'll talk about it a little bit. So the first one uh people ask me all the time you know uh when they should start bulking oh. or when they should start cutting um a lot of people ask me they they want to start cutting and there's nothing really to cut or people think uh they, they need to start bulking but they're extremely overweight mm-hmm. so uh and i guess it's just going to depend on your situation, right? When you should start bulking, when you should start cutting, right? Yeah. So I think about those two questions there. And what I think about is, 
how that everybody is trying to emulate professional athletes in different type of sports and what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't normally, this 99% of the time, this will not work out for your average guy walking around the street. Uh-huh. All right. Um, when they should start bulking and when they should start cutting is whenever they have found consistency in what they do. Mm-hmm. Meaning your diet is on point, which is 70%. Of who you are. Some people might even say 80. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And then when your lifestyle is on point, that's even more important than the gym itself. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. And then when your training is on point, when I have those three things on point and they're consistent and they're going good, then I can talk about bulking or cutting or even on top of that supplements because that kind of goes along with the same thing. Mm -hmm. Um but these guys are looking at these men's fitness magazines that are written by people that, I mean, they're contracted out riders half the time. Pretty much, yeah. Okay. So then they're saying 16-week cut to eight-pack abs or some, yeah. some craziness. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. You know, they're putting this stuff out there, and these guys are going to the magazine rack and buying that stuff, and they're following these crazy diets on Instagram that say eat two eggs one day and a piece of salmon the next day and starve yourself for a week. Yeah. And, and then they're trying to cut, and then they're wondering why all this stuff in their life is getting screwed up, and now they have no energy. Now they're fighting with their wife. Now they're... They're, they don't want to go to their kid's ball game because they don't feel good, and then they're not seeing the results. It like all that. trickles down. Yeah, and they're not, then their lifestyle goes down, and then they're like, oh, I don't even feel like going to the gym now. Now the gym life's going down. Now they don't have nutrition, lifestyle, or training, and nothing's consistent, and mm-hmm. it's not working. So y- you got to have the nutrition, have the lifestyle, have the training, find some consistency, and then really examine what you want to do, whether you want to bulk up or cut down, and then you got to backwards plan off some type of goal that you have from there. So if I take Mm -hmm. an athlete, now we'll move into the next part. If I take an athlete and the athlete is needing to drop, let's say he's in my sport, he's a power lifter and he needs to cut for a weight class. And then He's uh, 171 pounds. He needs to be 165, and he's competing in two months, so 60 days. Um, That's about nine weeks just shy of. Now we can backwards plan that six pounds or whatever that he needs to cut off that time frame, and we Mm -hmm. can do it systematically and do it right. Yeah, yeah. But that doesn't apply to most people, like I said. you got to find consistency. Then you can cut or bulk or really tailor fit that program or what you your nutrition to that ultimate goal that you're trying to achieve and and that's the thing though too is that uh people try to bulk and and cut around the 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 wrong time uh i've had people wanting for me to help them cut and then i find out that uh they're super stressed out at work uh, they're, they have marital problems. Uh, they're only eating like 600 calories a day, mm-hmm. you know, and they're expecting to, you know, to drop, you know, 10, 15 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you tell them like, Hey, you need to figure this shit out first. So whatever's going on in your life, you need to fix that shit. You need to get away from that stuff. And then you need to start eating a little bit more. 
maybe you start doing <laughs> yeah, some of that most definitely um uh and just people don't want to hear that stuff though no right? oh, they don't want to hear it so we'll put a disclaimer out there right now mm-hmm. there is not a super pill there is not a there's overnight not a magic, remedy there's not a, pa- yeah. a potion there's not yeah, a pill no. there's no uh any kind no. of uh uh that the waist uh wrapping there, belt uh, bullshit uh, you no, guys there, there is nothing <laughs> that's going to fix it overnight exactly yeah. it's not there's there's nothing out there that's gonna help you out and and and, and you know make all your shit go away you know overnight it, it, like James said, it, it's something that you have to be consistent with and realize what is going on in your life, taking care of all that stuff, having the consistency, and then taking your goals from there, whether it's bulking, whether it's cutting. Um, it's kind of like uh, you ever go to the gym and uh, try to get a good training session in, but you on the way out the door or just before then, maybe you had an argument with your wife. Oh, yeah. And you go there, and then although you can have some aggression in the gym, mm-hmm. your training still is shitty. It's shitty. Yeah, because everything's not balanced and cons- like consistent and put together in your life right now, and that's where your mind's at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like I told my wife, stop sending me pictures of my daughter, Emma, <laughs> doing really cute shit, because <laughs> if she does that, that's, I'm in a place where I'm like, I'm a fucking animal, right? Just I'm a savage. <laughs> I'm about to lift this fucking weight, right? And then I get a text message, or I, uh, she'll send me a picture or a video of her singing, and I'm like... Mm. Yeah, now now I just want to like, get home and I just want to go home now. <laughs> just like, and I tell her, don't send me videos, don't send me pictures, don't send me any cute shit that she's done, because it it does affect my workouts for sure. So uh, make sure like everything in your life is on point. Your 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 training, your your uh, diet, all that shit has that consistency. And then after that, then you should start bulking. Yeah, then, then maybe you should start Yeah, cutting. then you can look at those systematic ways to do it, and you mm-hmm. can program out, and you can figure out what type of diet's going to motivate you from there and w- mm-hmm. what type of training program and start getting really intricate into it. Like you want to. Mm-hmm. I know you're motivated to because you picked up that men's magazine and you read through that boring ass article. Yeah. And you figured out how many sets and how many reps and how much caloric deficit or or upload i need and you figured all this stuff out on your own and you wrote you wrote it all down in your little book and you've been taking it to the gym for weeks yeah but it's not going to get you anywhere without that consistency amongst everything in your life all right so everybody listen to this shit get your shit together figure out what's going on in your life uh stay consistent and then you can start the bulk then you can start to uh to cut get all that shit figure it out first and then uh uh uh, do what you have to do uh so the next one uh if somebody did have all their shit together stress-free has the consistency and is ready to figure out their macros how does somebody figure out their macros for their body type or uh to to fuel their 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 workouts all right, so the first thing you got to do before you figure out your macros is understand what, first off, I want to put this out there, a macro is simply, or a macronutrient is defined as something your body must have 
to sustain life. Mm-hmm. So therefore, I want you, any diet that's telling you to 100% get rid of any macro, throw that shit away. Yeah. Because it's telling you to be unhealthy. Uh-huh. It's macro, you need it to live life. That's mm-hmm. why most people don't know, but water is also considered a macronutrient. Mm-hmm. You need it to sustain life. So, all right. Now, so macro, macronutrients, um, the three main that we go off of are proteins, fats, and carbohydrates. Mm. Okay. So proteins, we have to understand what these three do. And we'll start with proteins because it's everybody's favorite. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Proteins rebuild cells, not just muscle, but all different types of cells in our body, whether it be... um, Hair, nails, muscle, all kinds of things need protein. Mm -hmm. And then also a protein, what it is, is a chain of amino acids. And the amino acids, what the amino acids do are different things within our body. And there are certain amino acids that do even more than just rebuild the cells, but vitalize different things within our body. And... So once you understand that about proteins, now you can understand why you need more or less. And then from there, we have fats. Fats get a bad reputation, I think. Absolutely. I think. They still do. (laughs) After all this entire time, they still get a bad rap. So fats are a long-term energy source, but they also do so much more. We were actually talking about this before we came on air is uh, how different type of fatty acids can affect cognitive brain function Mm -hmm. okay um very important they also done a study recently where they've started cooking elderly people's food with coconut oil which is heavy in omegas and that has actually helped them to recover from alzheimer's disease oh wow really oh shoot so maybe um that whole phrase uh stupid bodybuilder comes from guy that's not getting this proper omega i don't know <laughs> probably because uh, that's what i mean that's what they like uh, like a typical bodybuilding style of, of macronutrients is what what 40 40 20 so 40 yeah, percent protein 40 percent carbs and very little, 20 yeah. yeah like maybe even less of uh fats mm-hmm. that they get into their into their diet but uh, yeah and, and i always try to tell them too is like well people are so afraid of gaining fat so eating fat yeah. thinks that they're yeah, going to get yeah, yeah. fat from it. I mean, people imagine that if I ate 20 grams of fat, that's 20 grams instantly on my waistline. Oh, yeah. This is I don't I don't know where that started or who started it, but that's not how it works. It's not how it works. Yeah. And then so the mm-hmm. so the next um, macro was yeah, uh, carbs. Carbo- yeah, carbohydrates. So carbo- and this one also gets a bad rap as well. Yeah, this one gets a bad reputation. And um, as American society, we do tend to overindulge ourselves in carbohydrates. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's been enough Netflix documentaries where I think a lot of people are comprehending that now. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Um, but uh, the carbohydrates are initial energy source before even the fats. If we're going to pull some energy out of our system relatively quickly, it's going to be from carbohydrates. And carbohydrates also regulate certain hormones in our body so that we feel good. Yeah. They also release things in our body so we feel good. But especially during our workout, a small trickle of carbohydrates can be an awesome thing to keep pushing an athlete or just someone you're training 
through that workout. Especially you guys, power lifters. You guys eat gummy bears between each Yo, sets. Yo, I love shit. gummy bears. Between like I have sets. a buddy. He's a he's a a, a power lifter, or he trains mm-hmm. at like a power lifter, and he has bags of of gummy bears and. Um, like Sour Patch Kids, and he'll eat that shit yep. between each set. So if I was doing five repetitions, so so the science breakdown of it is if I'm doing five repetitions, I have pulled out the first energy source that we use is creatine mm-hmm. or ATP. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Take you back to high school yeah, yeah, biology yeah. No, class. I never got that in my high school. My high school was ghetto as fuck, <laughs> so I didn't get any of that shit. Uh, don't worry, man. I'm okay. a high school dropout. Okay. Well, but <laughs> <laughs> they probably, yeah, they probably teach you that yeah. shit before you dropped out. Yeah, but stay in school, guys. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, stay in school, <laughs> you guys. Um, yeah, so ATP or um, adenosine triphosphate and... Uh, Creatine phosphate are our initial energy sources. So, yes, we do need creatine in our bloodstream. Okay? Mm-hmm. We need to intake creatine. We get it from a lot of foods, but it's our initial energy source. I'm going to say, don't quote me on this. I'm just going to say any repetition, three repetitions and less. Um, from there, what we do is the carbohydrates eventually through a bunch of processing in our body turn into glycogen, which is stored in our blood, sorry, in our muscles. That glycogen stored in our muscles will give us initial spike of energy for some lower repetition weights. Mm -hmm. Um, After that, our body will produce more through what we digest. Uh Um, But that's why you see power lifters eating the gummy bears is because when they pull three to five reps at a time, even at one to three, they're burning through some glycogen in their muscles, mm-hmm. if not depleting it, depending on genetics and muscle yeah. mass and all that stuff. But um, that's why they stay eating that, because what the gummy bears are is a fast-absorbing carbohydrate yeah. that can be broke down in our system and sent to our muscles to replenish glycogen even faster. So that they're always constantly burning through that. And we're telling you guys all... We're not telling you guys to eat gummy bears. Uh, <laughs> I'm just giving said. you the why. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, if you're over here trying to lose weight and trying to put mass on, you don't have to put, eat gummy bears <laughs> throughout the workout and shit. This is what this is a, a, a thing that powerlifters do to uh, um, to get that fast absorbing energy to push through their uh, their workouts because these guys are you know doing. 90 95 85 percent of their one rep max so they're pushing heavy ass weight every single day so that's pretty much the reason why they do that if you're not doing that then there's no need for you to eat just just in case you're curious why that big monstrosity in the corner of the gym's eating gummy bears in between sets exactly and (laughs) or yeah or another maybe the reason why you see a candy bar wrapper inside of a (laughs) a trash can inside of a gym that's probably one of the reasons um but but yeah you're you're in the macronutrients so 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 the proteins uh your fats and carbs are all essential so understand and then understanding how our body is going to burn those so so that fats are a long-term energy source and they everything needs to be converted into we'll call it a form of carbohydrate for our body to use it as energy yeah okay carbohydrates obviously are at the the easiest to convert form into glucose for our body to feed off of Mm -hmm. okay fats are the next easiest but 
they also withhold more calories or more potential for energy to out of each gram than carbohydrates and proteins. So one gram of fat is nine calories. Mm-hmm. One gram of carbohydrates is four, and one gram of protein is four calories. Mm-hmm. Um, which now you can start to see why fats have built a bad rap. Because if you eat a lot of them, you're eating a lot of calories. That's why one tablespoon of uh, peanut butter is like 200 calories. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, or like, a, a, you know, maybe a palm of uh, walnuts is around 160, 170 calories. That's why, because they're caloric dense. They have a caloric density. Exactly. So maybe instead of taking the Wonder Bread and spreading the peanut butter on the Wonder Bread mm-hmm. and becoming in a ca- caloric surplus we just take a tablespoon of peanut butter exactly so (laughs) so it's not the food that makes you fat it's how you eat it it's how you eat it exactly so uh so so for them to figure out your their macronutrients how would you suggest that they uh figure that out and so how much protein they should be taking in or carbs mm -hmm. or fats so very 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 basic Mm -hmm. we talk about proteins and what it needs to replenish your cells on your daily activities, most people can just go off a super easy one gram, one gram to one kilogram of body mass. What I mean by that is one kilogram of body mass is equal to 2.2 pounds. So you can say for an easier equation, just if you're a 200 pound person, cut that in half, call it a hundred, and then you can do a hundred grams of protein mm-hmm. a day. A day. Yep. Which is relatively easy because we talk about an eight-ounce steak, and that's like, um, depending on the cut, obviously, it's going to be like 40 grams of protein. Mm-hmm. I can eat an eight-ounce steak every night for yeah. dinner. That don't bother me. Either. Yeah. And but so, <laughs> and you say body mass, right? Yep. So that's another thing that people need to realize what body mass is. is, is it's all your weight except for the fat, pretty mm-hmm. much, right? Yeah, exactly. So, uh, so the people out there that are a uh, little bit overweight, you don't have to eat, you know, let's just say you're... Th- if somebody's out there that's 300 pounds, mm-hmm. you don't have to eat 300 grams of protein. Oh, no, 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 no. So, and, so and then I'll give you a little trick after we talk about this when we break it down even more. Mm-hmm. If you want to uh, manipulate your macronutrients a little bit to lose weight a little bit faster mm-hmm. and still stay safe. But so that, this protein, let's talk about fats, though. So fats... Fats can be converted into a usable energy source. They're also used for different functions in our body. But fats, we want to do about, depending on your diet, I'm just going to give you a base diet because there's a million diets out there. We talk about keto and why people are intaking so much fat through that. But just for the regular person out there, what we want to do is roughly about a quarter of our body weight grams of fat and what okay. i mean by that is if you're a 200 pound person again mm-hmm. we're going to keep it about under 50 grams of fat per our daily intake okay so and now <laughs> i gotta tell you there's a big difference between bacon grease Okay. And almonds. Okay. <laughs> okay. Because then people are like, oh, man, that's easy, man. So my Big Mac only has a value, yeah, you, know? Has you know. So we still want to get the nutrients out of it and be nutrient-dense. Um, so uh, omegas, threes, and sixes, mm-hmm. a.k.a. a lot of our 
saturated fats. Um, those are the good fats. Those are what control bodily functions, and those are what going to be converted to energy sources easier, and they affect the good type of cholesterol mm -hmm. and regulate that and keep the bad cholesterol low. Mm -hmm. But as an American society, we take in a lot of trans fats, mm -hmm. all right? Those nasty, the fats that when you eat it, you'll know because you just feel greasy and it's nasty. Fun, yeah, yeah, oh yeah, and you you want, yeah, go <laughs> take a nap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, yeah, you want to take that nap and you just feel sluggish and you just feel, you just feel like shit, basically. Um, so the, the, the fats that they should be concentrating on are like uh, the butters, so like maybe like peanut butter, almond butter. Mm, um, exactly. Uh, avocados is a good nutrient. Uh, fish. Fat, fish. Is, uh, any kind of nuts, seeds. Exactly. Or like any that. variation of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, easy way to do that, what I tell most of my clients from the get-go, just to build that back to that consistency thing, is um, if you can do me one thing for right now, when I do a consultation and they're like, all right, what do we need to do about nutrition? And I say, do one thing, one, super simple. Next time you go to the grocery store, you only shop on the outside rim of the grocery store. Mm -hmm. If you think about that, you go into Albertsons, you walk in, there's the produce, there's the deli. There's the meats on the back, and then on the far wall, there's usually dairy. Yeah. And if you go and you just do a you around the grocery store, one thing, you'll get in and out of these grocery stores fast, which Way is a blessing. Mm -hmm. And then number two, you'll look in your basket, and you'll be missing chips, TV dinners, candy bars, all that nasty crap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. And now all of a sudden, you look down, and you're like, oh, I got nothing but healthy fats. Too easy. Yeah, absolutely. That's uh, an, yeah, I've learned that a long time ago. If you just stay sit and stay outside the rim of the of the grocery store, it's basically all you really need. So mm -hmm. that's where all the vegetables, all your fruits, uh, produce, uh, your, your proteins, and just all the stuff that you need to fuel your body and to uh, fuel your workouts and have just a, a better uh, living uh, lifestyle. Most that's definitely. That, yeah, that's and if you're a right parent, there. you will appreciate me saying that because the less time you're in the grocery store, the less time little Timmy's going to be throwing a tantrum tantrum. I don't know, <laughs> right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, so, so proteins, uh, um, uh, body mass, or per a gram or kilogram, yes. you said, of uh, protein. Fats. Keep uh, it under a quarter. Keep it under a quarter. And carbs should be... Yeah, so carbs is what I use to fill in the rest. But um, carbohydrates are... We have simple and complex. Mm -hmm. Okay? And I'm sure a lot of people have heard about simple and complex about now. Yeah. Which cool thing is it's um, relatively easy information to get a hold of. But we want to stay away from simple... Mm -hmm. Carbohydrates. We want to, and that that's mostly the stuff that we're going to find in the middle of the grocery store, like we were saying, like the candy bars, the candies, the Hostess, the Twinkies, all that stuff. That although our brain is telling us we want it because it's a craving, and we can become addicted to those cakes and those different yeah. things, we need to stay away from them and limit those because those things are detrimental to our health because they spike our sugar, our blood sugar, so rapidly mm -hmm. that our body doesn't know what the hell is going on yeah okay and then i'm not saying you can't totally eat those there's a time and a place and as long as you consistently eat good foods you can have your mm -hmm. cheat day yeah you know to to rebuild your sanity for the rest of the week exactly. or month or whatever you're uh -huh. doing 
all right but we need those complex carbohydrates because those also have fiber and those break down in our body very easily and prolonged and they don't damage our liver and our liver and our pancreas which is trying to convert those things into usable energy mm. versus a simple carb which is spiking that blood sugar and causing our liver to overwork and what all of these millions and millions of Americans every year are getting that uh, fatty liver disease and diabetes type 2 and that's where a lot of that not saying all of it a lot of it's genetic but that's where some of that's coming from uh -huh. is the way and how and when we eat our carbohydrates. Mm, okay. So you fill in the rest of the carbs. Uh, yeah, because if we broke it down so far, a 200-pound person is getting 400 calories a day from proteins. They're getting another 450 calories a day from, from fats. And then the carbohydrates... If we're doing the average adult male's resting metabolic rate, which is the minimal calories he needs just to sustain who he is and how he lives his life now, which is a very long equation. Yeah. But the resting metabolic rate of the average adult male, we're floating around 2,000 calories a day. That's why a lot of that stuff's based off 2,000 calories a okay. day, the food levels. Okay. And then... So we're, we're talking about around 1,000 calories left over, but we want him to be in a caloric... Um, deficit because unfortunately most males in America are overweight. Oh, overweight. Uh, not quite overbeast yet, but there's still about 30% that are. Um, we want him to be in a caloric deficit and that in a safe caloric deficit for someone is anywhere between three to 500 calories. So now we're, we're breaking that down to about 500 calories of carbohydrates. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that's just a generic thing. Now yeah, I yeah. told you, I was going to give you a trick. Mm-hmm. Most people don't understand that proteins are a usable energy source after other things are gone. Mm -hmm. And how we use those proteins is they're actually almost thermogenic because they take the body so much energy to convert, they use almost the same amount of energy that they have with inside of them, which I mean by that four calories per one gram. Mm -hmm. So that four calories per one gram, there's only like one point something left over after converted to a carbohydrate to use as glucose or energy source, mm -hmm. however you want to look at it. Um, so if we want to intake a little bit extra protein, not so much to where it's hurting our health, but if we want to up our protein intake from from that 100 grams that we were talking about from the 200 yeah yeah to maybe 150 and use some and take away some of the carbohydrates mm -hmm. that we're going to do for that same 1500 calorie caloric deficit diet now that's actually going to come up twofold because we're going to digest an extra what i say 54 200 calories of protein a day, mm -hmm. but really our body's only going to see about a hundred calories of that. Mm. You see what I'm saying? Cause yeah, it yeah, took yeah. so much to convert it to Can't an energy source. Yeah. So it's actually a natural thermogenic, but we're still getting full because we're still going to get 50 grams more of meat protein shake mm -hmm. tuna, whatever it may be. Yeah. You know, so that Ooh. there are ways that, that nutritionists or dietitians can manipulate your macronutrients to get more out of it safely. Safely. Yeah, safely. Not crash dieting because 
that only ups your stress level and makes you retain more fat. So. Now, speaking of crash dieting, I've have friends that are on the keto diet. Yeah. Now, uh, for uh, uh, and I look at their calories and they're pretty much crash dieting, mm. and uh, on this style of uh, diet. Because it's so heavy on 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 fats, yep. Very very low to uh, n- pretty much no carbs, and it's like pretty moderate protein, right? Mm-hmm. When it comes to that, uh, what are your thoughts on on the keto? I I haven't seen enough evidence and enough people do it long term to mm-hmm. say that it's a sustainable, consistent new. And I will use this word lifestyle choice. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, if it's a way that I want to, because it takes about three weeks from what I've been reading to get into ketosis, mm-hmm. which is where your body's relying mostly on fats and it starts off using fats as an energy source instead of carbohydrates from the get go. But I haven't seen enough information in the long term to say that someone can live their life for the rest of their life on a keto diet. I don't know how anybody can do that. Mentally, I don't think, yeah. I don't think, I don't think I've ever met anybody be uh, on the keto diet for such a long period of time. Now, if it's something that can motivate you to change your life to make it healthier, and then you progress off the keto diet once you've found that new lifestyle, mm-hmm. then by all means. No, for sure. Yeah. But... The only people that I've seen are people that that are on the keto diet. They lose the weight. They can't sustain that type of lifestyle, that kind of diet. So they go back to, you know, eating just a bunch of carbs because they're just deprived from all that stuff. And then they see the what they've uh, what they've done and they go back to the keto. And it's just a back and forth, back and forth, yep. back and forth thing. So anytime you decide to do a diet and not a lifestyle change, your body's going to see that as stress. And when your body stresses, it puts on weight, no matter if it's crash dieting, overeating, changing you might see a little weight gain on the initial part of the keto diet too yeah you know whatever it may be your body's going to predict as stress and if you overdo it don't ease into it and don't make it a lifestyle change and just a temporary diet yeah it's not going to work out too well yeah so that's why i always tell people like pick a diet that you'll be able to do for the rest of your life if you can do keto for the rest of your life then by all means, go and, for it. And write know? a book about it. Yeah, and, and write a book about it, like, really, for <laughs> real. Because it, it's, uh, I don't know if a keto, it's if it's a brand new thing, or it's been around for quite a yeah, while. Yeah, it's and been it's around. Just, and, and it's just, it's just, just. Some ha- medical professionals have been using it to cure different things before yeah, yeah, and yeah. things like that. But for other stuff. I know yeah. they put uh, uh, cancer patients on, mm-hmm. on the keto diet as yeah, well, right? Yeah, because they, they need that higher uh, intake of omegas in there. Mm-hmm. On all that, so uh, so right now you don't have that much of a thought on it. Just yeah, because I it's haven't that much seen anybody really take it to, and it hasn't been publicized in the media long enough for yeah. anybody. Now I know someone like if do you know who Mark Bell is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so That's Mark, podcast. yeah, Mark Bell has a pretty good podcast. Um, he actually did the keto diet for several months and saw great results, mm-hmm. but he also slowly transitioned off once he hit a target place in his life where he wanted to be. Yeah. And then he ate just a wholesome 
good diet after that. That's what because I think he started that when he started to compete, right? He wanted to go go on stage and he uh yep. he finally competed. Yeah, he wanted yeah. to be. I don't know if he did NPC or w- whatever he did, but yeah, and I think he won too. Yeah, right? I mean he looked. He looked awesome. Yeah. I mean, more power to him. He lost so much weight from where, especially where he used to be, if anyone's followed him for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. Um, so kudos to him. But if you notice his journey, he eased off of it mm-hmm. and started just eating a well-rounded, well-balanced diet, mm-hmm. something sustainable. Absolutely. And those are the kind of diets that you should be sticking on. But like I said, if you c- yeah, if you can stay on the keto for a la- long period of time, Write a book about it first and then <laughs> tell everybody, like, hey, <laughs> it's doable. This is it. I mean, but uh, 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 right now it's like one of those, you know, I don't want to say it's one of those fad diets yet. No, it's definitely, I've seen people use it to work. I'm just saying I haven't seen anyone use it for, you know, the better of 10, 20 years. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, so final one, because I know you got to go, but uh, uh uh, since you're a strength uh, or a power lifter, what are if somebody wants to get out there and start power lifting or is trying to get those uh, strength gains, what kind of programs out there like uh, oh yeah that you should yeah. start off with yeah so there there because there are there are some out there that are free there are some mm-hmm. that you have to pay for but there are some that actually really do work and you'll be seeing the strength gains very quickly. Yeah, so the most the simplest program I've ever come across, easiest to comprehend, and will you'll learn you'll learn yourself if you really look at the program on how to program for the future is uh Dave Dave Tate's five three one program. Mm-hmm. It's just a legendary it's been out for I don't know even how long now, at least fifteen years or something. Mm, crazy. Something like that. Yeah. So it's been out for a long time. It's been proven, millions of people have done it. It's super easy to comprehend. And you're not busting your ass every single day trying to... Trying to do that? Yeah, trying to overload in the gym and put up all this weights. It's very systematic. It goes off percentages. You'll do it for X amount of time out. I've known people that have done it a few times over before they won rep max. And mm-hmm. I know of people who followed it for 90 days and then found a new one rep max mm-hmm. from there. So 531 is very simple. There's also other programs out there... Um, Five by five, which is a traditional high school strength training program uh-huh. that you've usually seen. Um, there's other ones, uh, a little bit more intricate for maybe more advanced athletes like uh, Smoloff, which is yeah, yep, is a um, yeah, very it's more yeah, it's for the more the, the advanced. If you want to build a big squat and you don't have that much time, a Smoloff cycle will be great for you. Um, and then from there, we there's thousands of uh, there's great great coaches out there all across the country they've created their own versions of programs west side barbells conjugate method mm-hmm. is uh that's a popular one yeah. as well and um and there's even coaches here in las vegas a few great powerlifting coaches um if anyone's ever heard of angry joe's coffee it yeah. used to be o- owned by a friend of mine which is a very very good powerlifting coach his name is joe and he runs or he did run uh, Signature Strength that opened up down at the airport down there. Okay. Yeah, that's a very good powerlifting gym for anyone that wants to be around knowledgeable athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, if Paul's ever in there, he can help you out. Um, another one on the west side is Smash Iron Fitness. Smash Iron Fitness. They huh. opened up. They're about a year old now. They're okay. They're, they're another great gym with a lot of good strength and conditioning coaches. 
You also have um, Brandon Allen's up north of Filthy Power Gym. Uh, Brandon Allen is a multiple world record holder. So there's a lot of knowledge within even our small valley here mm-hmm. of Las Vegas, let alone, I mean, you go to Sacramento, you got Mark Bells, you go to LA, you got, um, you got, uh, what's those guys, Barbell Brigade down there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The awesome gym. Yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw that you were there. Yeah, that was, was a pretty, out. that was a pretty cool experience. Super yeah. humble people, you know, um, and easy to talk to. That's yeah. what. That's one thing you want to look into when you're looking at a powerlifting gym and getting involved is getting around people that know their stuff, and they're not cocky and they're easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. I mean, they might be cocky while they're doing their lifts, and that might be part of their mentality. Like, uh, like record holder here that lifts at Lift Factory, Michael Moreno. Mm-hmm. He's uh he's a bit cocky, but he's also when you catch him when he's not on the platform, super humble and easy to talk to. Um, but th- that's just the way he gets ready. To yeah, it. that's yeah. just his way of motivating himself. Yeah, and, yeah. and I applaud him for finding and sticking to a way that motivates him and owning it. Yeah, yeah. You know, no matter what it may be. Oh, that's awesome, dude. And so, five, three, one. Yep. You would suggest uh, five by five. Yeah. So five, three, one is just the easiest. And uh-huh. actually, Google it. There should be, if I remember right, free PDF online. Okay. You can print it off. You'll have the entire booklet mm-hmm. there. Uh, probably go to Kinko's. I think it's like 80 pages or something. But Oh, shit, really? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah, but um, Google 531 lifting program uh, comes up, find the PDF, print it out, and then you're good to go for a while. Yeah. I would say do a couple rounds of that. Get to know the lifts. Um, n- it takes 100 reps to fix one bad repetition, so remember that. For sure. I'm still trying to figure that shit out. I'm still trying to uh, – I, I wouldn't say that I'm a perfectionist, but I'm always trying to get my lifts, the technique, my form on point at, at 100% when it comes to my big lifts and squats, the deads, uh, bench, you know, any kind of uh, my um, overhead pressing. All that shit, and I'm still trying to figure stuff out. You know, I've been deadlifting for I don't know, I would say maybe about four or five years now, and uh, I'm pretty picky when it comes to <laughs> my form and my technique. That's good though. But yeah, but it's good right. though. And uh, yeah, I had to you know back off of the weight a little bit, but you know I noticed that I'm not hurting myself. Because yeah. because the, the moment you stop learning from what you're doing in the gym is the moment you just need to reevaluate what you're doing. Yeah. And that's the other thing, though, too. You should probably learn about the lifts first before you start doing these yeah, kind of programs. Yeah, I mean, as simple as going, just going on YouTube and watching as many videos as yeah, you can. Yeah, there's a bunch of shit out there. That's the way I learned. I, I mean, just... Uh, Mark I, Bell has tons of good ones. There's um, there's Untamed Strength out there. There's... Uh, there. I like I, I like watching Silent Mike. Yep. Yeah, yeah I like Silent I love, Mike. Yeah, I love the way he uh, uh, teaches and... and um, and shows you how to perform the lift on mm. whatever you're doing. I, like, I love watching him. I used to watch, uh, there's this other guy named Brandon Campbell. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I would watch him when he uh, performs the lifts. When it's you are good. going through some of these YouTube videos, though, be aware. On who's teaching you yes. this shit. Yeah, yeah. If it's some guy that it's, uh, it's, it's the uh, YouTube guy that uh, has... Uh, usually it's like millions of followers and uh, oh, that's just how I break it down. If there's a YouTube guy that has a, a million fucking followers and um, he's one of these guys where you see the ads on 
You know, like you uh, oh, click on yeah. it, and he pops up, and or he's trying to sell you some shit. I I never go to their stuff. I always go to the smaller channels, and the guys are they they look like they genuinely want to help out and to and to teach. Yep. A lot of times you can be safe with if it's an older guy, they don't have time to be messing around with all this other crap. So mm-hmm. they're going to be putting out better information. Um, and, and then yeah, just watch multiple videos or watch from yeah. different people. Yeah, yeah. Don't just stick to one guy and think that it's that. That's it. Go to other. Yeah, ones. you got to develop your own perception and cueing. Cueing is important thing. Some guy might tell you to to do this with your hips and you might not comprehend it, but another guy says to do this with your hips and you're like, uh-huh. oh, now I can envision it. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. Cues are a huge thing. Very big, very, especially when you're trying to uh, teaching your client how yeah. to perform and exercise correctly. Yeah. You, know? you you got to figure out your own way to cue it. And a lot of times I'll use metaphors because mm-hmm. not only will it help envision a normal person on how to do it, you're trying to tell them some type of what you're like, um, I need your your posterior, you know, you're just using all these terms because yeah. you, you just went through the NASM course and you figured out on <laughs> your CPT now. Fuck and you're NASM, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, but, but you need to be, you need to, you know, say, drop your ass down like you're about to sit on the toilet. And yeah. then they're like, oh, I do that a million times a year. I know exactly yeah, what you, yeah, and then yeah. they're like, boom, we just both clicked. It, it made them laugh. It broke up the monotony. It, everybody's vibe is easy now yeah. and, and now that, they're doing it right yeah and that's what i need to figure out too with people is like sometimes when i'm teaching somebody how to do the deadlift and they're doing a sumo and i always tell people like uh how to p- uh, put their their feet on the ground i always tell them like grab the feet grab make your feet grab the floor mm-hmm. you know i'll touch them i'll tell them that and they can't figure that out to me it makes sense but to them it doesn't so that's where I'm trying to have yep. I'm having so a little trouble trying to figure out cues. So a lot of the times when I do, for instance, the the whole digging your toes in the floor, mm-hmm. I s- I tell them dig your toes in the floor like a fucking bald eagle ripping prey out of there the ground, you go. or just something. They're like, Fuck what? It's savage. And they're, like, and they're like, what are you talking like, about? Who do and I just hire? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, no, but think about it. Like, dig your fucking philosophical raptor claws into the ground yeah, right now. Yeah. And they're like, so you know, maybe we'll take our shoes off and do it barefoot but anyways yeah. if you if you paint an image in their mind that's with basic words yes then then you know it's just becomes easy from there mm. good thing sensei um uh, well this is, was a pleasure yeah, bro. thank you so much buddy for uh for coming mm-hmm. on and and doing this for me is there anything that you want to uh, promote yeah just uh, um if you guys guys feel free go on to uh to Charlie Mike Strength, that's my Instagram. Go ahead and follow it. Um, I've been kind of focused on family and life for like the past 30 days, but I'm about to pick up again, you know? New year, new you. So uh, I should have a lot more videos on there and training clients. I like to post things about clients and how they're overcoming things. I got one guy who's just went through hip surgery and we're getting ready to get him able to walk a mile again on his own. So Oh, shit. That's awesome, um, man. Little things like that. So maybe you'll find some motivation in something I post. So Charlie Mike Strength, that's on Instagram. Uh, go ahead and give me a follow. If you have any questions or anything, you need anything, just uh, shoot me a DM in there and I'll get back to you. Cool, man. Thank you so much, man, for being on. Yep. Thanks, bro. Thank you so much, James, for coming on to the show. And I will leave a link in the show notes so you guys can go ahead and check out his Instagram 
And I also want to thank the artists that let me use their music for this episode. For the intro, BLVK. And for the outro, HM Surf. And I will leave a link in the show notes so you guys can go ahead and support them and check them out. And I'll also leave links down below to our socials. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, all under the same name, Unload the Bar. Or you can guys can shoot us an email. Unload the bar at gmail.com. Send us questions, feedback, or both. And I'll talk to you guys. Hopefully, I'll talk to you guys if I survive this fever next week.